Hi guys, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today I have a really special guest for you. You may know George White as president and COO of Up With Paper. You may know him as president and COO of Up With Paper Loops. These are fantastic award-winning houses, pop-up cards, renowned for their complex engineering and beautifully rendered artwork. On The Paper Nerd, I actually just profiled the story of these two companies and how they're exhibiting at National Stationery Show and New York Now since the 1970s helped build them. Check it out when you get a chance. However, the real reason I invited George here is because he is also currently the president of the Greeting Card Association, usually referred to as the GCA. His term began in October 2019 and runs through October 21. Like most organizations, the GCA has had quite a year, and George has been responsible for navigating through it. The GCA was to hold the second edition of Noted, the Greeting Card Expo in San Francisco on May 1st. The event was to encompass the Louis Awards, known as the Industries Academy Awards, as well as the Noted at Noted Product Awards, which I actually sponsored under the Paper Chronicles banner. However, coronavirus threw a wrench into all that, and I ended up having a front row seat to see how everything um, was adapted to the quote-unquote new normal as it was unfolding in real time. Now, getting anything done by committee can be super difficult when everyone has got great ideas, and I was just in awe of how George sort of kept everyone on task and in agreement, or as close to agreement as possible, and pulled off an amazing virtual event which is great because that's not going to be the only virtual event on the GCA's plate in 2020. I'll be right back with George to let him tell you about it himself after this brief message. Hey, paper peeps. So by now, many of my listeners are familiar with the force of stationary nature, better known as Girl with Knife. But if you aren't, time to change all that. From the first moment I spied her booth at her New York Now trade show debut in 2019, I was smitten with this cutting edge range that the world was calling out for. We all just didn't know it yet. Everything is nimbly collaged to life, slice by careful slice by the talented and exquisite Alicia Castaldi. This stylish collection of cards, journals, and notepads that have sprung to life under this fashionista's exacting knife is sharp, snarky, sleek, and occasionally very sweet, just like that BFF who would love to hear from you right now. For that reason, whenever I get my hands on Girl With Knife merchandise, I hoard it and use it most sparingly. Alicia recently launched Gift Wrap, and if you're already a fan of her range, you're familiar with her patterns and quality, but these super thick sheets elevate any gift from off the rack to atelier. Her recent releases of Midnight Botanical, Rare Creatures, and Chase dreams bring the total styles that slay up to 10. And if you're like me and that you fall in love with a range and want to reside in that world, you're in luck. Alicia recently unveiled Knife House, which was one of the few good things I can think of that came out of 2020. 
that was when Alicia shifted her operation from LA to this newly renovated concept home in Palm Springs. This completely private, walled and gated estate features panoramic mountain views and countless Luke's surprises. Take a tour through its magnificent blush pink doors at www.knifehousepalmsprings.com or find it on Instagram at knifehousepalmsprings. Good luck getting your jaw off the floor as you take in this perfect California adult playground. These glamorous digs are available for photo shoots, film projects, special events, and short-term rentals. But just as importantly, all that exquisite Palm Springs flora and fauna have inspired Alicia's soon-to-be-released journal and notepads. She tells me that they're also expanding into home decor, which I, for one, absolutely can't wait to see. So now that you've glimpsed this wonderful world, you need this cutting-edge lifestyle brand in your life. Find Girl with Knife in hundreds of shops across the U.S. and half over half a dozen countries. Alicia and Girl with Knife have also been featured in New York Magazine, L.A. Business Journal, BuzzFeed, and, of course, Stationary Trends. I've run her work there countless times. Alicia was one of our 10 designers to watch in 2020 and proceeded to live up to that designation when last May, two out of her three nominated cards took CHOP honors at the Noted and Noted Virtual Greeting Card Competition. Then, for our winter 2021 issue of Stationary Trends, Alicia designed the 10 designers to watch frontispiece for us. It is something else if you haven't seen it yet. Also, as of 2021, Alicia is represented by none other than the Daniel Richard showrooms in Atlanta and Dallas. Dan's eye is renowned in this biz, so his representing Girl with Knife is unsurprising, but it also means that this brand needs to be on your design radar stat. Check out this beguiling range at the recently refreshed girlwithknife.com. Right now, the theme is Season of Fierce, and I think we can all use one of those about now. I guarantee your stationery will slay. All right. Good morning, George. Welcome to the Paperfold. Excited to be here. Excited with your new platform. Oh, me too. Well, I can't thank you enough for being a part of it and um, talking to me today. Um, and not only are you the Greeting Card Association president, uh, you run two companies and have management oversight over two others. Can you give my listeners a sense of all the product um, they produce? Sure. Well, yeah, I try to have an, as interesting a day as possible. So I'm, I'm the president of Up With Paper, which I think most people in, in our world uh, know that. So we produce pop-up cards, of course. I also manage a company called GeoCentral, which sells uh, geodes, crystals, rocks, things like that, earthly goods, beautiful earthly goods. Um, and that has grown very nicely because the interest in wellness has certainly spiked here in the last uh, several months, and their, their product really resonates there. I also have management oversight over a company called Remtech Automation, which develops robotic solutions uh, to do jobs that are dangerous, dirty, and repetitive. So you think about assembly lines and uh, work like that. So we, we create robots for that. And then finally, a company called Art Metals Group, which is an old school metal stamping and coining company. You know, the old school building shakes when it stamps out little washers and stuff. And if you if you have a car with a jack inside it, the, the little washer and the jack likely came from our plant. 
Wow. Wow. That's a very diverse range of products. Well, and actually, to tell you the truth, it's been really good during this COVID time because while it's been really tough for uh, GeoCentral and Upwood Paper, as all the greeting card folks know, just because of all of our retailers shutting down, um, the demand for automation has been quite significant. So we've actually been working more than usual on, uh, on automation products. And the metal stamping business has been pretty consistent, too. Whereas, you know, two years ago, the greeting cards and, and uh, rocks and stones were doing better than the, the automation. So it's, it's nice to be diverse. It really right. helps. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, one thing that I didn't know until I approached you about um, visiting me here in the paper fold was that you had a background in politics. Um, can you share a bit about that and how that has sort of informed and shaped your participation in the GCA over the years uh, before you became president? Sure. Actually, my very first job out of college was working in politics. I went and became a driver for a guy running for the House of Representatives. And true story, I got the job because the previous two summers I had delivered beer <laughs> and my beer truck route was absolutely identical to the congressional district. So before the days of uh, GPS, I knew the back, I knew the district in the back of my hand could go to any store. So that's what that was my qualification <laughs> for the job. That's <laughs> so awesome. I, I ended up working for a member of the House for five years on Capitol Hill. And it was really good because the main thing you learn there is that the, the customer is always first. And in that case, it was the voter. Cause you know, if a constituent called the office, no matter what they wanted, you needed to listen to them. You need to understand where they were coming from and, and talk to uh, the folks on the team about it. And that's really the way it is for consumer products as well. You need to listen to your, listen to your customers to make sure you produce the best products for them. And obviously being in, being in politics helps a little bit in terms of being in the leadership or of an organization like the GCA as well, because you do need to listen to all the different players that people have different, different perspectives and you need to try to develop a consensus. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, but, and you have been involved as well um, with various committees in the GCA over the years as well. Yeah. When I, when I, when I, first joined the GCA in 2005, they, they found out about my political background and decided that, oh, well, that makes you certainly qualified to be chair of the Postal Affairs Committee, <laughs> um, because I did understand <laughs> how things work in Washington. So yes, I worked on the Postal Affairs Committee for for quite a while. And um, it's interesting work. And, and a lot of people don't know that 60% of greeting cards are delivered to the final recipient via the U.S. mail. So the, the mail really is an integral customer of, of uh they're an integral part of our business. Without a, a healthy U.S. mail service, the greeting card industry would be in trouble. Right. Absolutely. Um, so your uh, GCA uh, presidency, it started in October 2019. It extends through October 2021. Um, can you, when you started um, in October, you know, 20 years ago, um, <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you see as your main projects at that time? Well, 20 years ago when I started, um, was, you're really right. It does seem like 20 years ago. The main thing we wanted to do was to continue to increase our membership and make sure that membership was engaged with the organization. When we started noted in 2019, one of our goals was to better connect with all, all size makers in our industry. And it was very successful. And we nearly doubled the size of the GCA in about 18 months. We went from a little over hundred members to now we have more than 200 and we just need to make sure that those members that are joining are engaged with the GCA and that the GCA is providing a value for them. So we just wanted to make sure that was my main goal was kind of the, the value proposition of the GCA, making sure that all of our new members were, were pleased with their association, engaged with the association and benefiting from the association. Right, right. 
Um, so you recently said to me that the GCA does not stand for George Cancel's activities. <laughs> Maybe uh, CCA, coronavirus, Cancel's activities would be more accurate. Can you take us through um, how COVID-19 has altered um, the GCA plans so far? <laughs> Boy, howdy, as they say. Um, <laughs> So I think back to January of this year, which, you know, again, seems like it was a decade ago. I remember being at the Atlanta show and, and we had this great uh, reception and we had lots of new members there. We had a really good turnout. It was more than 100 people came. And, and I stood up and gave a talk about how what a great time it was to be in our industry because greeting card sales were up with millennials were buying greeting cards and uh, cards sent through the mail had gone up three years in a row, which is unprecedented. And we had all these great activities planned for, for 20, 2020, which was, you know, noted and the Louis and the workshop retreat. And there was so much enthusiasm going out of that. And then, and then, you know, you started getting news about this disease that was coming through. And um, we had so many volunteers on noted and it was really shaping up to be a great event in San Francisco, but it was, it was so evident by the middle of March very quickly that it just wasn't going to be able to happen. We, sure. It was just impossible for us to call publishers to exhibit or retailers to try to encourage them to come when, you know, San Francisco was being shut down because it was one of the first places that locked down. Right. So right. we, you know, it was a very difficult decision in terms of what we had put into it, but it was an easy decision in terms of it being the right decision. Right. So we, you know, we, we had to cancel um, and we moped around a little bit. Um, and then John Smythe was really the driver of, hey, you know what, we can do this virtually. We really can and, you know, I was I was one of the people who was a little bit doubtful at first, but he was encouraging. And, and we did. We pulled off um, Virtual Noted, um, which was on May 1st. And it was a great event. We had uh, you know three parts of it. There was an educational session. We had the Noted at Noted Awards, which uh, you were a big part of managing that. I really appreciate the effort that you put into it. And that was I just thought that was such a shot in the arm for our industry because I think everybody was a little down at that time about everything that was happening. None of us had seen each other for one thing. It was just kind of fun to be on online and seeing everybody at right, that event. Absolutely. Um, but to go through all the great designs that you and the judges had, had judged, and you know, we got you know, it was like 130 some entries. There's a lot of entries in a very short period of time. And you guys judged them, and the quality was so great. And it was just really fun to see it. And and then we had a pitch program, which was super popular in Brooklyn and we decided to do it virtually where we had nine different publishers and they each pitched their line for five minutes to several really good retailers and a couple of sales rep groups. And that went really well as well. And so we just, we were, we proved that, you know what, you can do a virtual event and, and it will work. So that, that was, that was very exciting. And, and that has kind of led us to plan for a lot more virtual activities here in the coming months while we're, we're waiting for the, the scientists to deliver our vaccine that we need so badly. <laughs> right, right. I mean, look, uh, for now, it's going to be, you know, virtual for the time being. And uh, I think we brought it together really quickly. I love that you did. It was a little, you know, it was rushed to put together, but I love that you kept it on the original uh, noted dates. Yeah, we thought that was important, and I agree that that it, it was fun that we were able to do on the original day. I wish, thinking back, I should have gotten Bob's donuts to deliver donuts to everybody that was involved. But you know, <laughs> there were other things we were trying to think about first. Absolutely, absolutely. I know you were. I know. Uh, I will get a Bob's donut one of these yeah. days after that's you right. talk them up. They're good. You know, I, I did all that testing, and that's the best donut in San Francisco. So you know. <laughs> 
So yeah, it, it came together and it was, it was so valuable. I mean, this was the first spring that the industry had not had any sort of gathering. So I just think everyone, you know, we might be isolated in our personal lives and our professional lives to a degree, but like, I did not realize how isolated I felt until I entered the zoom call really, and felt like I was amongst, you know, industry friends again. Yeah, it was fun. It really was fun. So, yeah. So, and following that you initiated an expanded community membership for the GCA. Um, can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, we found this, this tool called mighty networks, um, and enables people to, to sign up and you can, you know, uh, tell a little bit about yourself and then you can just post things. It's, it's a, I mean, it looks kind of like a social media site, but it, it is for business. And so we've we've really ramped up. People can join and, and you end up people talking about all things related to greeting cards. And, and we've ended up putting information on there about the uh, the PPP program, for example, which a lot of makers and retailers um, use and needed desperately to ensure that their business could stay together. And the rules on it were changing constantly. And, and it was really hard to decipher what was going on. And so we have, you know, the GCA has somebody in Washington who that's their job is to understand that. And they would there were and continue to distill that information, make it usable and understandable. And we're putting that on the Mighty Network site as well as on our website, GCA's website, so people can understand it. And then the Mighty Networks enables people to talk about it and ask questions about that and all kinds of other issues. And that has gone so well that we're actually going to expand that into what we're calling a community membership for the GCA. And the GCA has historically been publishers and suppliers, um, kind of on that side of this. So we've got our ambassadors and our printers, and then we've got all of us makers. Mm-hmm. But noted, what noted was about was building that community. And, and our community doesn't just include those. It also includes retailers and it includes sales reps and it includes designers and artists. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to start this community membership for the GCA, which will be at a lower level mm-hmm. and it'll just enable all the people from that group to put their basic information online in this, in this forum, basically, and to better facilitate communications between each other. Cause you know, like I always say, whenever, whenever two or more from our industry are gathered together, good things happen. Right. And that's what, that's what the community membership is all about. That, that sounds, that's amazing. Um, so, um, now on to the Louis. um, first of all, thank you so much for, I'm so glad I got the opportunity to judge them because it was the last sort of normal business trip and work event I had. Um, and, that's true. I forget that in terms of the timing, that really was kind of right at, right at the end, right at the end. And, yeah. um, it, so it was, it was a great experience when it happened, but now looking back, it's all the more like. Um, meaningful. Um, so, but fortunately, everything was judged uh, before quarantine. Um, I'd love to hear I, the plan that you've come up with to present them um, with IMC is amazing. I would love to hear more about it. I think this is when the George Cancels Activities kind of moniker got started because the Louis originally were going to be at Noted and we were all excited to make it at Noted. Then we developed this partnership with IMC, which they're the folks that run um, America's Mart in Atlanta, as well as the Vegas show. And we were going to have the Louis in, they've got this great theater on the top of building too. We were going to have this great event there. We were going to announce the winners of the Louis and it was going to be really cool because we were going to involve a lot more retailers for the first time. Well, then of course they postponed their show out of July. And we just thought we, at that point, we couldn't continue to move the announcement of the winners because 
the people, we know who the finalists are, and we've known that for months, and we need to declare who the winners are. So together with IMC, we are going to put on this virtual event. So it's going to be virtual Louis, and it's going to be on July 30th. And it's going to look a lot like the Louis have looked in the past. We are going to publish a, a Louis cocktail uh, that people can make at home. We are going to encourage Louis watch parties. We're hoping that's going to become a trending hashtag, Louis watch party. And we're encouraging publishers, uh, you know, to get all their people together. Everybody from my team is going to come over to my house. We're going to watch it out of the yard. Um, mm-hmm. And retailers hopefully will watch it as well. And that's the big thing that IMC is providing is they've got such a huge base of retailers. It's well over 100,000 retailers from around the country. And they are promoting the Louis with retailers. And truly the first time we've promoted the Louis to retailers and retailers it varies tremendously how familiar they are with what the movies are but winning movies are really big deal i mean you saw the judging process it's yeah. it's very detailed and and the people that are judging it know their stuff and these truly are the best designs in the industry and retailers ought to ought to know more about it and they ought to be carrying really winners and we really think this partnership with imc is just going to is going to introduce the Louis to thousands of retailers, tens of thousands of retailers, and get them to understand it more. And it's going to benefit the industry. Now, the, the other thing we'll do is there is going to be a big display for the Louis showing all the finalists and the winners at America's Mart. And we expect that to continue into next year. And hopefully next year, the Louis will be <laughs> a live event <laughs> and it will be in Atlanta. And we can, we can, uh, we'll have to, I'll have to come up with something else that GCA stands for. <laughs> I'll start. I'll get on that as well. Yeah, yeah. Please get on that. <laughs> so, how many uh, how many Louis are up with paper and up with paper looks up for? We have twelve finalists. Wow! Congratulations. congratulations! Thank you. Congratulations. Yeah, we are we're the we're the reigning card of the year holder, and and uh, I'm uh, you know so I, I was not disappointed in, in only one respect when the Louis got delayed because now we're still we've been the reigning. Louis Carr, the year holder, for longer than anybody ever because we've gotten the extra two months because of the unfortunate delay of the event. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Go with it. <laughs> so um, over the past week, it's been pretty exciting um, to have heard uh, from from the GCA that there's been a little bit of a discussion about having another virtual noted, this time with a focus on diversity. I know it's very early in the game, but is there anything you can share about this? I'm glad you asked. And yes, there is. So we we are trying to figure out, like so many others, uh, what is the best way to advance not only a discussion, but action regarding how to support um, black makers, black entrepreneurs in the United States. Um, and so we have come up with the, uh, the, the pitch program was so successful. Um, it connected makers with retailers and so we thought you know a great way to do this is action is more important than words so we're gonna we're gonna have a virtual pitch program where all of the makers are gonna be black makers and they're gonna be pitching to top retailers from around the country um, and we're gonna open that up so retailers around the country can actually watch it the, the five that they're pitching to will actually be able to interact with them mm-hmm. but we we haven't set the date yet but it looks like it's gonna be july 16th okay. uh, we should have that we should have that nailed down the next week and we are going to, uh, there'll be a small charge for, for uh, retailers to go on and watch it, but 50% of the money we raise, we're going to put that towards a scholarship to a black maker to go to noted 2021 live next year. <laughs> so we're, we're excited. And, and, you know, I should really uh, shout out to two folks. John Smythe has been a big driver behind this, but also Chandra Greer uh, with Greer Chicago, sure. up in, uh, which is such a great retail uh, up, up in Chicago. I, it's just, a, everybody wants to be in there. And she's been really helpful in terms of, 
getting us to understand how we should position this, how we should do this. Um, and she's going to be one of the retailers that the makers are going to be pitching to. And obviously anybody wants to be in her store. So that, that's going to be a really nice, a nice pitch. It's amazing. It's amazing. Chandra's amazing. This is amazing. I was thrilled uh, to be asked to kind of help in any way I can. And um, it seems like every day a new amazing black maker is coming across my radar. So I'm happy. Yeah. Please, please let them know so they can apply. What We're going to, we have room for nine. Mm-hmm. And in an ideal world, just as we have with the pitch program for virtual mode, we'll end up with a lot more than nine and, and have to choose. And it ends up with a few people disappointed, but Having more than nine is better than having less than nine. So we appreciate your effort in uh, in making it. Uh, thanks for that. Oh my gosh, I am so glad that I can contribute. It's it's amazing, and I'm and I'm excited, and I'm excited to see it. So, me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I will have more uh, with George right after this. Hey, Paper Peeps. So Kitty Meow Boutique has been a fabulous client of mine for a while now. So hopefully many of my listeners are familiar with not just the dazzling wares from this Chicagoland house of paper, but also its amazing founder, a force of nature better known as Catherine Hildner. This mom of two with another scheduled to arrive soon has created a most intoxicating stationary range. I define the Kitty Meow aesthetic as polished and very smart. Think of the sharpest outfit you own that you feel like a million bucks in, but in stationary form. Everything from typography to envelope choice comes together to pack a most enticing punch. But this range is not just about the surface. It's about honoring those connections with those we care about most. And you'll see once you visit kittymeowboutique.com that the wares are divided into witty and sweet because, as Catherine puts it, sometimes you feel a little saucy and sometimes you don't. But Kitty Meow Boutique is so much more than just another pretty face in the marketplace. The empowering messaging found on her cards, invitations, journals, coasters, art prints, and enamel pins elevates the range into something that makes you feel not just seen, but good about yourself too. Everything is essentially a little lift visually and emotionally for not just those you love, but you as well. Not only is Kitty Meow available for your personal shopping needs, it's also available wholesale to all those shops looking for something new with which to excite their customers. She's on FAIR. Visit kittymeowboutique.fair.com and get your shop started. Finally, I think what I love about Catherine most is that she is really all about living your best life, as you'll see for yourself beneath the education tab on her site. She offers KMB Signature Collective, a mastermind for women in the product-based business world who have a love for paper and giftable items, who have an idea and a plan, but need guidance and support to be successful in their efforts. I so agree with Catherine. It's so important to be surrounded by like-minded women and leaders who are willing to put in the work to lift each other up. For that reason, it's not a course. It's a friggin' transformation, people. 
And Catherine has also started my second favorite podcast, Dreams to Plants, with another brilliant force of nature, my girlfriend Renee, to elevate your daydreams to actual tangible plants. Oh, and if you're on Clubhouse, follow Kitty Meow so you can tune in to her weekly room Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's called Small Business Savvy, Insider Secrets You Need to Know. I checked it out for myself last week, and it was just the dose of inspiration and confidence my day needed. So get those good vibes going at kittymeowboutique.com and tell them Sarah sent you. All right, and I'm back with George. Um, so, George, I never knew until I started working on this um, episode with you that the GCA is the only entity that works on behalf of the citizen mailer, a.k.a. the everyday person using the post office. Um, can you share how anyone listening um, can help uh, hashtag save the post office? <laughs> Well, two things on that. I mean, first, in terms of saving the post office, it's really as simple as buying stamps and mailing cards and even letters and bills. You know, when you're when you're thinking about uh, paying that bill online versus mailing it to them, you know, mail it to them and give give the post office some support. Um, but that is the most important thing. But yet the GCA is we're the only group that works on behalf of citizen mailer in D.C. And you just think about the Postal Service and who it serves. Um all the lobbyists that are in D.C. working with the Postal Service are all these guys that mail catalogs and value pack coupons and all that stuff. And then the GCA, the little GCA, we are the only ones that are in there lobbying on behalf of the 300 million Americans that go out to their mailbox six days a week to retrieve their mail and are dropping mail in those blue, those, those nice blue mailboxes. Um, and we punch well above our weight. We have a lot of impact in terms of what goes on with the Postal Service. Uh, the forever stamp is something that we lobbied for for a while and are pleased to claim that as a victory. The butterfly stamp, which is for you know, odd-sized envelopes, uh, that was something we lobbied for and, and, and got. And that's been really helpful to our industry because those of us who produce square cards, like my company, um, that's super helpful to just put a butterfly insignia on the envelope and and. The, the consumer knows they don't have to go wait in line at the post office and ask. They can just put a butterfly stamp on there and drop in the mail and away it goes. But, uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, 60 percent of greeting cards that are purchased end up in the hands of the final recipient, courtesy of the U.S. mail. So without the U.S. mail service, there really is no greeting card industry. So they are so important to us. And on the other hand, what I like to say about our industry for the postal services we are the content of the u.s mail and you think about when you watch tv you know you're watching tv and you watch your show for the simpsons or bob's burgers or whatever it is you like i guess i just indicated the type of shows that i like but anyway you, you get like 22 minutes of show and you get eight minutes of commercial the mail you think about the mail when you go out to get the mail the content of the mail is greeting card is the most exciting thing you get or some other person address mail and then the the advertising that help support that is the direct mail catalogs, et cetera. That's the way it ought to work. Um, but the way it has worked without us lobbying on behalf of the citizen mailer is the stamps are, end up being more expensive than they ought to be because we're supporting you know, the contents actually having to pay to get on there, Sure. which is you know, the opposite of the way things work in television. <laughs> but it's, it's nice to know that the, the, 
Postal Service right to the very top, including the Postmaster Generals. There's a brand new one, which I, you probably know. Yeah. I've uh, The last two have been to GCA events because they recognize our importance, and I expect we'll meet uh, new Postmaster General uh, DeJoy here very shortly. But they fully understand the importance of the greeting cards industry and handwritten letters and cards to them because without that, you're not going out to your mailbox because you don't go out to your mailbox really hoping to get that value pack of coupons. Sorry if anybody's <laughs> listening from value pack, but what you're really wanting to do is you, you know, you're hoping you get, gosh, I hope I get a card from, you know, my friend today or a letter from my family member, whatever that's. So that's, that's the way the mail works. And us being the only ones there in DC lobbying on behalf of the citizen mailer is a, a role that is absolutely suited for the GCA. Right. You want the good stuff, the, you know, the good content. <laughs> right. I don't want to sit and watch commercials all day. I want to see, I want to see Bart, you know. <laughs> right, right. And we're, and we're just so lucky that our, the one thing we have is just an industry full of talent and that can, you know, create this great stuff that people want to buy to keep, you know, to keep the content uh, flowing in the mail stream, so to speak. Right. Um, so how else uh, can our community uh, support both the GCA and, and card sending itself? Well, that's funny. It goes back to my, my political background. It was interesting to see a, a couple of weeks ago when, when uh, the president came out against the, the Postal Service, you know, for the millionth time. And, and it, it gained some traction. So this hashtag, Save the Post Office, gained traction. A lot of anti-Trump people started buying stamps, which was great. But I really think that long term, it, it just shouldn't be political. And that's why I encourage people is don't make it political. Just buy stamps and send cards and letters. That, that's, it, it's important in its own right. It is not important as a political thing. The, post, the Postal Service and what the post office does should not be political. It's the very first uh, national agency. Benjamin Franklin was our very first postmaster general, which I don't know how many people know that. It's, it's one of the few agencies that's actually in the Constitution that it's empowered. You know, it, it binds the nation together. Don't make it political. Just encourage people to buy stamps, send cards, send cards, send letters. It's that simple. Yep. So um, my final question, what is the first thing you're going to do when your term ends and at least your presidential <laughs> tenure starts? <laughs> well, I hope that the name of it is back to the Greeting Card Association at that point. <laughs> I guess that's the first thing. Um, and yeah, you, you get to be two years as past president once you're done being president. So my, my, my term will not officially end for two more years after that. But I, I'll, I'll tell you that a funny story. When I first started working with the GCA in 2005 or 2006, I would go to events and there was always this bottle of Cuddy Sark scotch behind the bar. And I'm like, why is that there? And they said, oh, because of Richard. And I'm like, who's Richard? Well, Richard Evans is a guy who was a, a prominent figure in the industry for many, many years. Um, and he was the president of the GCA. And apparently when he was president, he said, I'll only be president if there's Cuddy Sark scotch for me to drink at the bar. So, of course, you know, me being me, at that point, I said, well, then I'm only going to come to events if there's IPA beers here. <laughs> and everybody at that point, this is like 2007 or whatever, they're like, what is an IPA? <laughs> so I finally encouraged them to get IPA. So as time's gone on, everybody else has started drinking it. So now it's always the first beer that's gone. So <laughs> it will not surprise anyone in the GCA. You know, the first thing I'll do when my term ends is to, is to have a nice IPA. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I bet. Well, maybe I will see you at an event and I can actually buy you one. I, I will very much look forward to being at a live event and seeing you and, and so many other of our friends that we've only been able to, to see online. But at least we're getting to see and talk to them online as well. Right. And listening to them on podcasts. Right. Yay. I know. This is 
it is it is a good time to start a podcast in that you have probably the world's most captive audience. So. <laughs> That's true. Well, I'm sure people will be very interested in what you do. We 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 in the industry very much support uh, respect and appreciate all the support you provide to the industry over the years. So thank you for that. All right. Well, thank you, and um, thank you for letting me even be a part of uh, the GCA events. It's been really exciting to see things kind of from from the other side after attending uh, and just ju- occasionally judging uh, for so long. And um, and thank you too uh, for for being in the paper fold. I I really appreciate your time. Thrilled to be part of it. All right. Well, thank you um, to everyone for listening and uh, please uh, subscribe and tell all your friends. Thanks. Thank you so much, George, for being in the paper fold. So you heard it here first. I hope you're starting to plan your Louis watch party for July 16th. And I sure hope my listeners get involved in the Black Makers pitch program. Literally, as I was writing this, I got an email from George with the retailer registration information. It is only $10 plus half goes to a scholarship towards noted 2021 exhibit fees for a maker of color. Such a win-win. And if you are a black maker who would like to apply to the pitch program, there's info in the liner notes on that as well. Please apply. In the meantime, you can leave a voice message on Anchor for me or give me a shout at sarahatthepapernerd.com. Thanks so much to you two for listening. Stay safe and be well.